It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. You are Locked On Redskins, your daily Washington Redskins podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day, every day, every day. What's going on, everybody? We welcome you to another edition of the Lockdown Redskins podcast. And boy, it's been a couple of days since we've been with you because of the Christmas holiday and Christmas Eve and everything else going on. And the Redskins have had a weird schedule and I've had a weird schedule. Plus, my uh, kids are in town. So uh, trying to take um, kind of took about 24 hours, quite honestly, uh, of Christmas Day, a little bit on Christmas Eve uh, off. Uh, so that I could spend some time with them. So I apologize uh, for, again, kind of the weird schedule. be on a little bit more of a normal routine uh, moving forward. And away we go. The Redskins do have this meaningless game this Sunday against the Dallas Cowboys, who clearly uh, the game is not meaningless for them. They are 7-8, and eight, and with an Eagles loss to the New York Giants, which is indeed possible, and a Cowboys win, they would win the NFC East at 8-8 eight and eight and therefore host a playoff game, which is just crazy. Uh, but that's what is at stake for the Redskins. They benefit by losing. Uh, a loss would clinch the number two overall pick. A win would further complicate things depending on what happens. Again, with that Giants-Philadelphia game, what happens with the Miami and New England game earlier in the day, what happens with the Detroit-Green Bay game earlier on Sunday. So there's a lot going on there, but a loss clinches that number two overall pick, which is so important for the Washington Redskins. Coming up on this show, we'll hear from Greg Minuski. We'll hear from Bill Callahan. Could be the final time that those two, well, certainly in Minuski's case, uh, he it'll be almost for sure the final time that he addresses uh, the media. Uh, for Callahan, obviously, he'll speak uh, again after the game on Sunday. But there's a chance that a bunch of guys could be getting let go immediately after Sunday's uh, game, which now starts at 425. Uh, there's a chance uh, that several of them don't fly home. We just don't know. We just don't know. Um so we'll hear from both of those guys, but let's get you caught up on what you may have been missing over the last couple of days. And we'll start here. Uh, I think we addressed this on one of our, our Google updates um, and maybe not on, here on the podcast uh, because of, again, the, the inexact schedule. But Terry McLaurin suffered a concussion late in Sunday's overtime loss to the New York Giants on that 99-yard touchdown drive. Remember, he caught a pass, he climbed the ladder, and he fell really hard on his shoulder and clonked his head, and it looked really bad, and nothing much was said after that, quite honestly. Um, and I can't honestly remember if he came back. I don't think he came back after that uh, because that was essentially – I think the last Redskins full offensive series in possession. Yeah, it was because there was like 30 seconds left ultimately when they tied up the game. 
uh, and went for the game-tying extra point, and then they didn't have it in overtime. So we just didn't kind of know whether Terry McLaurin wouldn't have come back or not. Anyway, he wouldn't have come back because he's still in concussion protocol. And as I record this on Thursday night, he's still in concussion protocol. Now, the Redskins had Christmas Day off. They practiced on Tuesday. They still issued an injury report Wednesday based on what would have happened uh, and what kind of happened on Tuesday. It was really weird uh, how they did this. Uh, The whole NFL, I guess, is doing this. I don't know. Uh, The bottom line is this. Terry McLaurin did not practice. Uh, and Terry McLaurin has not practiced. And Terry McLaurin is closing in on a thousand yards. Um, I- I'm sorry, I got to be honest with you. I don't care, and neither should you. Uh, and the most important thing right now is for Terry McLaurin not to get hurt again, in any sort of way, whether it's a concussion again or whether it's something else—shoulder, knee, ankle, hip, whatever it might back. Who knows? He missed week four. He should, again, maybe by the time you listen to this, be ruled out of week 17. My issue is it should not be an issue that, oh, we don't know if he's going to get out of concussion protocol or not. No, no, no. He should be not cleared. He should be put on IR. He should, even if he is cleared, he shouldn't play. There is absolutely no reason at all for Terry McLaurin to play in this game. None. I don't care about the record. Neither should you. Neither should he. Neither should the Redskins. Nobody should care. Now, it's easy for me to say because it's not my record. I understand that Terry McLaurin set a goal for himself. I got it. I understand he's a football player and he wants to play, I'm sure. But when we're dealing with concussion especially, and when we're dealing with the... One of the the very few bright spots on this team, do we need to be unnecessarily risky in a meaningless game? Now, the Redskins are going to tell you it's not a meaningless game. The Redskins are wrong. The Redskins are going to tell you, no, 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 every game counts, uh, respect the game, all this nonsense. The Redskins are going to tell you we have an obligation to the NFL. No, you don't. The Redskins are going to tell you they have an obligation to the Eagles. No, you don't. The Redskins are going to tell you that every player should play if they're medically cleared. No, they shouldn't. Again, this goes back to the same thing that happened with Dwayne Haskins a couple of weeks ago. Just because he was medically cleared does not mean he should have been playing in Green Bay. Now, it turned out okay. Turned out okay. But here's what I know with concussions. Again, you get one, you're more likely, I don't know what the percentages are, and everybody's different, but you're more likely to get another one. It's a major problem. And I understand that Terry McLaurin has to play again next year. I got it. I understand that. I'm not advocating that. He sit out and he not play. I'm not advocating that. What I am advocating is that he doesn't play this week. Even if he's cleared, and again, I don't think he will be, but even if he's cleared, there's no reason for him to play. None at all. Put him on IR. There's nothing to be gained. There's only something to lose. And it's the same, it's a different argument, but it's kind of the same weird thing with Dwayne Haskins. Dwayne Haskins is ruled out of this game. He's not practicing. Bill Callahan said there's no chance he's going to play. Put him on IR. Get somebody in here. 
Get a free look at somebody. I don't understand why the Redskins are doing this. Nobody's been able to explain this to me. I mean, if they couldn't find somebody to bring in and replace him on the roster, that's terrible. I mean, even if it's some nondescript kid who's never played in the NFL, bring him in for a free look. I guess it wouldn't be free, but bring him in for a look. You could sign him to a reserve futures contract. Because, again, Colt McCoy is a free agent. Case Keenum's a free agent. Alex Smith and Dwayne Haskins are under contract. But we all know there's no chance that they could even remotely trust that Alex Smith is going to be ready to go next August. No chance. I may, possibly, okay, maybe. No chance you could trust it. So you're going to have to bring in quarterbacks anyway. A quarterback at least. Or re-sign Keenum, but still have another quarterback in the fold, right? But then again, this is the same organization that last year, as we told you time and time again when we started this podcast and took it over in mid-October, before the Alex Smith injury, this is the same organization that thought it was smart to only have two quarterbacks in the building and not one on the practice squad, which was the most absurd mismanagement of a roster I have ever seen in my life. Just absolutely awful. Just heinous disregard for common sense. That's Bruce Allen for you. All right, when we return, we'll hear from Bill Callahan, Redskins interim head coach. For how long? I don't know. Will he be interviewed? He wants the job. We'll hear from him next. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, it is Chris Russell with you on the Locked On Redskins podcast. Good to have you with us. Happy holidays. Hope you guys had a Merry Christmas. Let's head out to Redskins Park and hear from interim head coach Bill Callahan. AP update, Adrian Peterson. Yeah, just a normal week uh, where we take a day and we back him down and rest him. And we use today, Thursday, as that back down day. Any, any, any update on oh, Terry McLaurin? I'm assuming gonna... uh, he's still in the protocol, so it's still a, a day-to-day thing. You know, tomorrow we'll know a little bit more, and we'll get a pretty good idea after he's been tested and reevaluated. And how about Fabian Moreau? Yeah, same thing, day-to-day. Um, worked out a little bit more today. Uh, just trying to get him on schedule to see if we can do a little bit more tomorrow uh, as we enter the red zone area. And the three safeties, what is going on with each of them and what would be your plan at safety if none of them could play? Yeah, well, well I think we're still in good shape. Um, uh, Landon's out today. Uh, he's just obviously uh, nursing an injury. Uh, obviously, Monte is down uh, with an injury. So uh, it's day-to-day. We'll, you know, they're still questionable. We'll see what tomorrow brings. Hopefully, they're a little bit more healthier as we move on as well as um, – uh, 30. So we'll see what happens. I meant to say Apke. <laughs> yeah. 
I think that's who you're referring yeah, to, yeah, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah but there's uh, a contingency in place. Okay. When you look at this Dallas team, how are they different from earlier mm -hmm. this season? And, and what have you told your team to expect from them as they are obviously fighting for the playoffs? Oh, they're, they're, uh, they're a quality football team through and through. I mean, there's talent on every level. Uh, what you see is a lot of speed, quickness. You see them make plays. Um, we've got a lot of respect, you know, for the Cowboys in general, how they practice, how they play. I kind of laid that out to the team. You could see it on film. Up front in their defensive line, they generate a lot of rush, probably one of the best pass rush groups in the NFL that consistently puts pressure on the quarterback. Although they may not get a lot of sack uh, production, they're getting a lot of hit production, a lot of pressure production. Uh, they're in the face, they're moving the quarterback off his spot. And that's impressive. Um, in addition to that, the stunt package that they utilize is, is, is really unique, probably the most unique in the league. Uh, they'll vary alignments, they'll vary the stunts. You don't see the same twist or game two times in a row. You'll see a lot of different variations. And so you'll practice for all of them, and then on game day you'll see two more new ones. So the, the pass rush is where it all starts, you know, protection for us against their rush. And then obviously the matchups on the outside, you know, trying to beat their corners and their safeties. And then on the other side, they've got really good power up front with their line. They can generate the, the zone game at a, a real healthy pace. Uh, their gap game has always been solid. And then they can air it out. You know, they, they've got the full repertoire of passing game, you know, the vertical game, the intermediate game, as well as the short game. So they're pretty well balanced all the way around through and through. Bill, how have you felt about your defense kind of just as a whole throughout the entire season? It kind of started mm -hmm. slow, got better in the middle, then had a couple of rough games. Just yeah. what stood out for the entire year about? I, I think what stood out was the interior three. You know, I, I thought that Matt Ioannidis, Jonathan Allen, uh, Deron Payne, uh, Tim Settle, I thought they played consistently game in and game out. Uh, they're asked to two-gap, which means they have to take on the blocker in front and protect their inside gap and also their outside gap. So that's a man's job. It's, it's a man's day, you know, playing that position. And I thought they played it extremely well under, you know, uh, under the conditions that we were in. You know, uh, we were behind, whether we were behind, whether we were up. I thought they were always consistent. And that's what you expect out of your defensive line is consistency and consistency of performance, and I thought they did that. Bill, obviously there's been a coaching change here. You took over halfway through the season. You know Jason Garrett. Do you ever reach out to him with all the turmoil and everything going on in Dallas, just as a, uh, on a personal level? No, we just kind of tend to our own business. I think when you're in a division, you more or less you know, tend to your own house and you know, maintain your own house in that respect. But Ask about you talk about Dallas's defense, the stunts and everything they do, and the speed behind it. How much, how much more difficult does it make those stunts when you have that speed behind it, and when you try? Oh, to John, that's everything. I think you hit it right on the head. I think any time that you can incorporate the stunt game and then have the speed and the quickness uh, that complements it, that's it in a nutshell. And that's what they have, and that's what really sticks out. Their athleticism. And there's the speed of the game is incredible. Uh, they're always at full speed. And if they're not at full speed, they hear about it every day. So uh, it's, it's, a, it's a different culture in that respect. Uh, that front four uh, that coach, that's coached by, by Rod. Rod's been great throughout the years. And, and you could just see his coaching on display and what they do and how they do it 
uh, it's a compliment to him and what he's done over the years. He's a great coach. Bill, when you look back at the first game that you all played against the Cowboys, what would you say was one of the main reasons why the team lost, and what are things you could take away to help the performance in the season finale against them? Yeah, I think when we uh, took over the position here uh, after the New England game, uh, we were looking for that consistency of second-half second production. And really, that's, you know, it was a tight game, close game, and then the uh, Cowboys separated from us in the second half. And I think that was more or less the theme on the early part of the season and somewhat in the late part as well. So um, that's what I saw, basically, uh, not to get into specifics, but I thought overall it was just the consistency of the second half effort. Um, Bill, obviously you spent time, as, as JP alluded to, in Dallas under Jason. What is it that is different about that job and that organization with the national attention, and what is it about Jason that has allowed them to be competitive and in the mix basically every year that he's been there right around 500? Yeah, I think it's a great organization. I think it's, it starts at the top with Jerry. You know, he's, he's very demanding. You know, he, he played at the University of Arkansas, was a team captain on their national championship team. He understands the game, appreciates coaching. You know, he's out there every day watching, evaluating. Uh, and he's in every meeting, you know, post-game evaluation, wants to know. Uh, is very curious about how guys play, why they play, why they do certain things, why the offense is stimulated or directed a certain way. Um, he's, he's very involved, hands-on, as well as Steven. So I think they've got a great passion for the game. I think that that's, it shows, you know, day in and day out uh, within the, the internal culture of the organization. I think it goes um, from the top down when you – you watch him enter the room in training camp, you know, and he's sitting there and he's visiting with the team and he's telling the team that, you know, I can go anywhere in the world right now, be anywhere, do anything. I got all the money to do anything I want to do, but I want to be here with you every day. So I think that resonates pretty, you know, you know pretty deeply with the players and the coaches, uh, knowing that he's in every personnel meeting, you know, he's in every draft meeting. Uh, I think he's you know, hands-on, I think, you know, sometimes you get too much blame, you know, the people, you know, barking at him as being a GM, but he was, he's a great owner, you know, Hall of Fame owner in, in every respect, and uh, I got a great deal of respect for him. I enjoyed my time down there, the years I was there with him. Uh, he's, he's a quality owner, and he's just great for the game of, of football. All right, that's Redskins interim head coach Bill Callahan meeting with reporters on Thursday at Redskins Park. Earlier in the week, he talked about Wanting to have an opportunity uh, at this position, uh, I think the only way he stays is if Bruce Allen stays. I, I don't think the Redskins will hire a new executive vice president, a new general manager with Bruce Allen out and hire Bill Callahan or even interview him, maybe an interview. I just don't see that. And I think there's a chance that everybody gets blown out and reset on Sunday night into Monday. I think there's a chance that everyone does. Uh, so we will have to see. All right, Greg Minuski coming up next. His final press conference, we think, as defensive coordinator before the final regular season game against the Dallas Cowboys, a game that, again, means absolutely nothing for the Washington Redskins. Nothing good comes with a win. They have to lose. They should lose to lock up that number two overall spot. Good to have you with us. All right, guys, it is Chris Russell here from MyBookie. Are you the type of fan that knows football so well you could choose any game and call it? Well, MyBookie is the place for you because they let you turn 
all your sports knowledge into cash in your wallet. Who doesn't want that? Between football season, NBA, the start of the college basketball season, it's time to get off the sideline, guys, and get into the action with my bookie. If you like to bet a little and win a lot, try a parlay. For instance, if you like a couple of big favorites this week, parlays are perfect because they let you bet multiple games together for a much bigger payout. So if you're going to bet this season, do the smart thing and go to mybookie.ag because no one gives you more ways to win. If you join right now, MyBookie will match your deposit halfway, all the way up to $1,000. That means if you deposit $2,000, you get an extra $1,000 in free money to play with. Just use the promo code LOCKEDON to activate the offer. Once again, that's the promo code LOCKEDON to take advantage of MyBookie's generous sign-up offer. Who could beat that? Visit MyBookie.ag today. You play, you win, you get paid. This is David Harrison of the Locked On Commanders podcast, and this episode is brought to you by Discover. Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human in customer service anytime. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. All right, I'm Chris Russell. Good to have you with us right here on the Locked on Redskins podcast. As we take you into the weekend, defensive coordinator Greg Minuski, his team absolutely ambushed by Saquon Barkley and Daniel Jones and the New York Giants. Five touchdown passes for Jones, 270-plus yards for Saquon Barkley in a 41-35 overtime loss again to the New York Giants, who themselves only have four wins now. What did Greg Minuski have to say about that and his future moving forward? The reporters at Redskins Park asking questions. This is going to be the last time we get to talk, talk to you this season, obviously. So just when you look back at this season, there's been stretches of really good play, stretches that not so good play. How, how do you kind of categorize this season? I think the same way. I think, you know, some some games we played uh, real well and the other ones we didn't, you know. And uh, just across the board, we have to uh, make sure we play consistent down the road uh, this last this last week in Dallas. And, uh, you know, they played hard. They played physical. But sometimes uh, uh, we didn't play very smart. After you guys found yourselves kind of in the middle of the year, you had had these couple of weeks recently that have not gone as well. Was there a thing that had clicked and, and then maybe something that got lost these last couple of weeks? Well, I just think uh, sometimes with the injuries and stuff on the back end and, and uh, you know, up front at times, uh, you know, you lose that uh, pass rush and then you lose that coverage ability. But, uh, you know, we're going to go into this game and looking forward to uh, going down to Dallas and uh, hopefully getting a win. Greg, we always talk a lot about self-scout around here. How do you feel about yourself this year? When you kind of look back and, and the job that you did, how do you kind of evaluate yourself? I think overall, I think the defense, you know, initially we came out pretty strong against Philly. And then, you know, we played in, our, in, in certain stretches throughout the year. We played pretty good. And then other times we didn't, you know. It was an up-and-down season, uh, you know. And there's injuries part of it, you know, across the board. But, um, you know, overall, uh, we weren't consistent enough uh, from week in and week out. Um, obviously a lot of transition around here. Have you allowed yourself to think about your future or are you just kind of one game at a time? That's about it. A lot was made in the off season about Ray coming in, about Rob coming in. Ultimately, now that we're at the almost end of it, what difference did they make? 
I just think uh, com uh, it was good communication between b uh, all of them, you know, with uh, Jim Tom Sula, you know, when uh, everybody across the board, it's just, uh, you know, communication was good, things that we picked up from each other, you know, across the board. And, uh, you know, overall, uh, you know, you, those little things uh, you get from coaches across the board, it, it kind of helps you guide your path and see where you're going to go. And, uh, you know, it was a great help for, uh, you know, both of them being here and helped me out. Has there been one area um, of improvement or, or development that you've been especially proud of this year? You know, I think from a sack standpoint, we, 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 did, we did a decent job of putting pressure on the quarterback at times. You know, overall, you know, we got to do a better job stopping the run, of course, and then throwing those deep balls over the, you know, over the middle. So, uh, you know, we're always trying to get better across the board, and that's what we're doing. As Kareem alluded to, there, there were rumors at different points this year about your job security. How did you stay focused and keep that one game at a time mentality throughout the uh, That's thing? the way when I was with Marty Schottenheimer when I played for him. Same thing. You know, one game at a time. It's up, and you got to go through it, and you got to perform well, or you got to, as a player, as a former player, you had to perform well, and then as a coach, same thing. You know, you got to perform well. All right, that is Redskins defensive coordinator for now, Greg Minuski. Again, expected to be full changes coming up, or I shouldn't say full changes. Um, expected to be some changes coming up, and it's hard to imagine that Greg Minuski isn't going to be one of them, if we're being totally honest. I'm Chris Russell. Thanks for being with us here on the Locked on Redskins podcast. Have a great weekend. Try and get back to you before then. Adios. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On Podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.